Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refill. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, and radio network. What do we have in store for you on this edition of the program? College football season is here. College football primer as we look through each conference, tell you who's going to win it, who's going to play in the conference championship games, who's going to win the Heisman. Lay all that out for you. Also, prize Florida quarterback recruit DJ Lagaway puts on a display in his first weekend of high school football. He is going to be the most hype recruit at the quarterback position ever coming in at Florida. I'll explain why. Coming up. Again, Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe. Social media, Instagram, Twitter, at Harp on Sports. Auditory route, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcast. You can also hit us up, do, 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 via Facebook page, Harp on Sports, the bar, Harp on Sports, the YouTube channel, and of course, HarpOnSports.com. Okay, here we are. College football's here. College football's here, and I, I know we have, what, San Jose State, USC, Notre Dame Navy, I mean, Notre Dame probably has an outside shot to get into the playoffs. Not going to make it. Just not. But, look, it's, you know, if you look at the job that they did at the end of last year where they closed the gap, but losing Michael Mayer and losing a target like that, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for them. But USC has a legitimate chance to go to the college football playoffs. So, you know, doing predictions after the fact is not my thing. So we're going to get into it right now, um, even though it's week zero. And looking across the board, we might as well start with the Pac-12. USC in action. This conference, it's last hurrah. Last hurrah. It's also a conference that has some good football teams. Michael Penix Jr. in Washington coming off, what, a nine-win, ten-win season last year? You have, of course, Utah. What Utah did to USC in the Pac-12 championship game. And then, you know, quarterback gets hurt and you find yourself in a situation in the Rose Bowl. doesn't work out the way you thought it would. I get it. He's back, a rising's back, and they host Florida out of the gate. They've got a tough get first few weeks of the season. So it's going to be tough for Utah. Looking at the Pac-12 as a whole, USC has the most talent. Um, They do have to go to Notre Dame, and that can be tricky if it's cold at night. It it can be tricky, but I just look at their schedule, and they got the defending Heisman Trophy winner. They were playing well at the end of the year. He gets hurt in that Pac-12 championship game where it's a different story than they slept walk through their bowl game. I like Caleb Williams in USC, and I like Michael Penix, and I like Washington. And I was going through and looking at both of these schools and what they bring to the table and where Washington plays and who they host. The schedules are key to me. Washington only plays two ranked teams in the road all year. And... The fact that they have a quarterback that comes back. You return a quarterback that could have been a first or second round pick. Penix probably second round pick. Then, I mean, I'm impressed. I can't think of a year where more quality quarterbacks are returning than this one. I can't. We had a pretty good run last year. Quarterbacks that were selected in the first and second round. And you look at it this year. Oh, my God. I mean, that Pac-12, those two teams. And look, Utah, of course but I don't know if Cam Rising, I don't know the injury situation with him. And you look at the rest of the conference, neither Arizona schools are going to threaten Stanford rebuilding. I, I just don't see anybody else out there pushing either of those, the, the, those, those three teams. When it's all said and done, I like Washington and USC. USC wins the Pac-12. It's loaded. 
freaking loaded. And kind of got the coach for that type of offense, too. So USC wins the last Pac-12 championship is currently constructed. The ACC, this one, you know, the hype train for Florida State. I think Florida State's a good football team. I think Florida State's going to win double-digit games this year. I do. But in this conference, anything else? I look at quarterback play, Cade Klubnick. That's got that's a guy that right now hitting into the regular season for what it's worth. Heisman finalist. Also, Drake May. Drake May may quarterbacks may go one, two. It may it may be Caleb Williams, Drake May, one, two in the draft this year, depending on who's picking. Drake May came back. Drake May is legit. He, he's good. He's a good quarterback. And where that program is headed, you know, you see him go tetted too, and then they kind of stumble a little bit. Then Mac Brown's a good football coach, and what he's built there is pretty strong. And you look at the rest of that conference, it's Florida State, North Carolina, and Clemson. Other than that, I, I don't really I somebody I guess could sneak in there. This is always the conference of having an eight and four team play in the championship game in these weird off years. But they've restructured this conference. So it's a two top pony at the top. You know, divisions be damned. I'm going with the two best quarterbacks. So give me Clemson, North Carolina. Clemson wins the ACC. I do think it's going to be tough for somebody out of this conference to make the college football playoff, though. So we got, right now, USC out of the Pac-12, Clemson out of the ACC. to the Big 12. Big 12's a little bit tricky because Oklahoma State's not ranked. Texas and Oklahoma, in their rebuilding processes, have both figured it out. Texas is loaded. They're kind of sneaky. Now, they got their work cut out of them because they got to go to Alabama. But I was looking at Texas's schedule. Texas may not play a ranked team on the road until November, besides Alabama, of course. Quinn Evers, I mean, he's legit. Legit dude. The fact that Arch Manning's going to have to sit shows you how good Quinn is. And I went through and looked at this. Xavier Worthy, Jordan Whittington, and is it Jadavian at wide receiver or a tight end? Jadavian Savory. They've got their top three receivers, tight ends returning. So they have their quarterback back. They've got their top two targets on offense back. And they've got their top tight. They've got 2,000 yards receiving coming back. One of them's a tight end. They came back. And remember, this is a Texas team that had Alabama beat. Now they have to go on the road. But they're a little more mature. Uh-huh. No Bryce Young. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. But I look at it this way. Three best weapons in the Big 12 coming back. Quarterback coming back. I like Texas to win the Big 12. And I like him to play Baylor. And Baylor's kind of tricky because Baylor, to me, slides in there. Remember, this was a team a couple years ago that had a chance at the college football playoff. Big 12 championship, won it. Oklahoma State ends up playing Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl, right? And, you know, that's a good Baylor football team. It's well-coached. Aranda, I mean, it's Dave Aranda, it's a good, it's a good coach football team. They took a step back. I think they bounced back this year. Here's why. Here's why I like them. They don't play Oklahoma. They get Texas at home. Now, look, this could be one of these things where 11 and one Texas plays nine and three Baylor. I, I think you're going to have a little bit of a gap like that in the Big 12. TCU, of course, needs to replace their quarterback, and you start to to go down the scale here. I just don't see who's going to challenge Cincinnati, US, UCF, all these schools new to the fray, but Luke Fickle's gone. I, when it's all said and done, Dave Aranda and the schedule's favorable. The talent is, you know, in the middle of the pack, maybe a little top third of the conference. Give me Texas and Baylor. Texas wins the Big 12. Uh, 
Big Ten. The Big Ten this year, um, boy, single-line division can't come soon enough. I was trying to think the last time a team out of the West won that sucker. <laughs> right? I mean, the East dominates that thing. What is it, Legion, or Legends and Leaders? It was a little bit different, but you've got three teams in the East that are ranked in the top seven. Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. And then in the East, in the West, eh. So let's start with the West first. You could pick Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, pull them out of a hat. I'm going with Wisconsin for this reason. I wrote the number down because to me it's fascinating. First of all, Luke Fickle brought two offensive linemen with him from Cincinnati in the transfer portal. But looking at Wisconsin, you've got Tanner Mordecai, who is 23 years old at quarterback, 33 touchdowns, 10 picks last year, 3,500 yards. So Tanner Mordecai at Wisconsin, you had 3,500 yards passing, 33 touchdowns and 10 picks. He comes back to a weak division. We're not as strong as the other division. And you have offensive linemen there. Four of your offensive linemen have 500-plus snaps under their belt. If your offense is running 60 plays a game, which that's just unheard of, right? Think about this. These guys are coming back. So You get four offensive linemen. And, oh, by the way, the other offensive linemen's at 493. So Wisconsin returns the gut of their offensive line. Four of them, 500-plus snaps. Tanner Mordecai, 23-year-old, fifth-year senior at quarterback. In that division, Wisconsin wins that division. Luke Fickle, I like Wisconsin to win that division. And, you know, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. Penn State's one of those I'm going to have to see it to believe it. I, I, I think you could, have three, you could have three teams sitting there at 11-1 and one at the end of the year. I do. They may, they may round robin each other. Here's the thing. I look at Ohio State this year a little bit like how I've looked at Georgia over the last few years with Stetson Bennett. It's like, oh, well, who's the quarterback going to be? They're going to share quarterback duties. But they're so loaded personnel-wise. What, Kyle McCord and is, is it Darren Brown are both going to play in the opener? Sure. They're loaded. They're so loaded. Ohio State, it, it, like Georgia, got multiple quarterbacks. Oh, okay. I mean, come on. And... What's fascinating, we're going to get to the Heisman coming up here. Of the top 15 Heisman candidates right now, 14 are quarterbacks, except Marvin Harrison Jr., Ohio State. And, I, you know, you look at what Marvin Harrison did last year. I, I mean, good gracious. 77 receptions, 1,200 yards, 14 touchdowns. That's when you knew he was getting the ball. He doesn't get concussed against Georgia. Ohio State wins the national championship last year. They had no answer for him. No answer for him. Or are they up 14, 13 when he got hurt? Having him on that last drive would have helped a little bit, right? Made that field go a little bit closer if, if they were even in that position. So I like Ohio State to win. I know they have to go to Michigan. I get it. I get it. But they've got the most electric player in the conference. And I can't believe I'm going to say this. I just have a tough time seeing Michigan beat them three times in a row. I do. Ohio State, Wisconsin. Ohio State rolls Wisconsin. So right now, Pac-12, USC, Ohio State, Big Ten. Big 12, Texas, ACC, Clemson, SEC. (sighs) Look, there's no way anybody. (laughs) Georgia's schedule is weak this year. It's not very strong. They do have to go to Tennessee, but when you only have to get up for one game. Do you remember five, six years ago what it was like for Clemson in the ACC? It's like, okay, they got one team to get up for. Here we go. Here we go. And then they just run rough shot. That's what I look at this division like. So Clemson has to get up for Florida State. All right, here we go. Boom. Or Florida State used to have to get up for Clemson. Boom. 
It's one trick pony. Georgia has to go to Tennessee, so it'll be a little bit tricky, but they're going to win that division. So give me Georgia in the East, and I, I, I was trying to find reasons why, and what Carson Beck is going to be the starting quarterback. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I know it does, but it, at this point, they finally got the prototypical guy to run that offense, even though Stetson Bennett, Stetson Bennett to me was like a Ken Dorsey is what he was. He just got the job done. It's extremely effective. Extremely effective. So there you go. I, I mean, I and the defensive juggernaut that this team is, and just how they got five-star after five-star after five-star after five-star. Like they got more talent than everybody else. You could take the 10 most talented guys off Georgia, and they'd still probably have the most talent in the East. It's loaded. Absolutely loaded. So Georgia wins the East. The West is a little bit trickier. You know, I, I wanted to pick LSU. I did. Um, you know, Jaden Daniels and what they bring to the table at LSU and the job that Brian Kelly did. They beat Alabama on the last play of the game at LSU. And Alabama loses on the last play of the game against Texas A&M. So, hell hath no fury like Nick Saban scorned. I, I, I just right here. I wrote down. I'm like, what are the chances that Alabama doesn't win the East or doesn't win the West back to back years? You know, the last time Nick Saban didn't win his division two years in a row, or didn't didn't Nick Saban went three years because that's what it would be if he didn't win it this year. The last time Nick Saban went three years without winning his division since he got to Alabama, he hasn't. Nick Saban has never not won that division. At least every other year. Milrow, I mean, look, talent-wise, it's always funny. It's like, oh, they're slipping a bit. No, no they're not. <laughs> Still a top five team. I mean, it's a top five team that lost in the final play twice last year. On the road. One of <laughs> their quarterback. I just, I, I just sit here and I, okay, all right. Auburn's not ready yet for them. And, you know, Mississippi, Mississippi State. The Texas game can be a little tricky, but they're going to win that division. So give me Alabama, Georgia, and give me Georgia to win the SEC. Just give me Georgia to win it. So, my college football playoff, Georgia, Southern Cal, Ohio State, Texas. So we got USC. Georgia really doesn't have a hand signal. we got Texas. Uh, Ohio State. I mentioned the dogs are USC, Georgia, Ohio State, Texas. Now you basically said just picking blue bloods there. Yeah, okay. I don't have the ACC winner getting in. You may say, well, multiple teams from the SEC. I don't have multiple teams getting in from the SEC either. I just have a tough time seeing Georgia getting beat along the way here. And Alabama's going to be good. Nick Saban's going to be right back there. But I see Alabama like 11-1 in the regular season. Georgia 12-0. and And Georgia beating them. And there's two losses. And then here we go. Could be a lot more interesting figuring this out when we get to 13. But Georgia, USC, Ohio State, Texas. Give me Ohio State and Georgia in the national championship game. And the Ohio State University punches their ticket this year. Ohio State wins the national championship. So there you go. My college football playoff and my conference. I could go down and do division by division, but that's just boring. Boring, boring, boring. Quarterback, 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 talent, talent, talent. Again, Texas. Three big receivers coming back. And Quinn Evers. Heisman hype. Heisman hit. Uh, Caleb Williams is the favorite right now going off about 4-1. to one. Uh, Jaden Daniels sitting there at 10 to one Quinn Evers, Texas, 14 to one. I look at guys like Notre Dame, Sam Hartman, 16 to one. The last time the Heisman preseason favorite one, it was, I can't remember Marcus Mariota. Been a decade. 
I seriously can't remember the last time the preseason Heisman favorite won it. Can't. So, Caleb Williams. And Caleb Williams is what now? I think it's the sixth guy. The sixth guy in the last 15 years that's trying to repeat. Sixth guy in 15 years that's trying to repeat is a sucker. Sam Bradford tried to repeat. Johnny Menzel tried to repeat. James Winston tried to repeat. Yeah, it just doesn't happen. Lamar Jackson tried to repeat. It just doesn't happen. So about half the time, the Heisman Trophy winner comes back. and just. And I mean, Archie Griffin, we're looking at, what, 50 years ago now? 50 years, close to 50 years since Archie did it? Now, Caleb Williams is in the right offense, going to put up hellacious numbers to do it. And look, all these quarterbacks. Drake May. I mean, there's quarterbacks everywhere. I mean, Penix Jr. is sitting there at 16-1 to 1 as well from Washington. You're going to have gaudy numbers. Ridiculous numbers. Maybe it's a year a defensive guy sneaks in. Again, looking at the, the odds, 15 of the 15 Heisman Trophy favorites right now. Vegas, Bally's, however you want to look at it. I get these from Bally's. 14 are quarterbacks. The only one that's not is the guy I'm picking to win the Heisman. It's the guy I'm picking. And I think he's the best athlete. And he's the best returning wide receiver to college football. It's Calvin Johnson. And that's Marvin Harrison Jr. Picking Ohio State to win the national title. And I think Marvin Harrison Jr. wins the Heisman. I just look at his numbers from last year. 77, 12, 63, 14 touchdowns. Now, I know they're going to target him a little bit more. I know it. But Ohio State now has more talent. The question is, can he stay healthy? But that was the question with C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young and these guys. And they, one of them gets banged up. If you get hurt, you're not going to win this sucker. It's the way it goes. That's why it's so tough to win this thing. you got to stay healthy. And fortunately for him, Caleb Williams got hurt in the last game of the year last year. So when it's all said and done, I, I like Marvin Harrison Jr. to win it. Now, what do I think? I do think Caleb Williams is right there. I do. I think Caleb Williams is right there. And, you know, you, know, you look around and the numbers that are put together – I think a guy like Drake May is going to be right there, too. I think he's going to have a monster year. Monster year. You know, Quinn Evers going to have a monster year. Xavier Worthy at wide receiver at Texas is pretty special, too. But again, Xavier Worthy can have 1,100 yards receiving. You're just not going to keep up with Marvin Harrison. I mean, look what he did to Georgia last year in the semifinal. Georgia had no answer for him, except knock him out. So there you go. A Heisman winner. Marvin Harrison Jr. Wanted to wrap with this. Uh, DJ Lagaway, Florida's five-star quarterback, senior in high school. This guy wants to come to Florida. And, you know, he's trying to recruit other people to come to Florida. This is his baby. He's a Texas kid. His first high school football game, this dude just threw, completed 19 to 21 passes for 425 yards and eight touchdowns. They won 52 to 21. So Lagaway... Completed 19 passes, and eight of them were touchdowns. So almost, what, 40% of his passes are touchdowns? It's ridiculous. I mean, almost 40%. Dude, it was 19 to 21, so only threw 200 completions, 425, eight touchdowns. That's absurd. Seven through the air, one on the ground. They won 52 to 21. I don't, I mean, the team that they played, I, I don't know, but putting up numbers like this, and we'll see as the season progresses, he is the most talented quarterback to come into Florida since Tim Tebow. But remember, Chris Leak was the number one quarterback in the country coming in. And guys that have come in here in the past, whether it's Johnson, whether it's 
Shane Matthews, guys are good. Rex Grossman have come in. The hype train for Lagaway and Billy Navy, it's going to be through the roof. I think there's more hype. There's going to be more hype by the end of the year, DJ Lagaway, than any quarterback in the history of Florida. Because Tebow, everybody, oh my, Tebow's going to be great. Tebow's going to be great. But remember, Tim Tebow didn't start as a freshman. Lagaway's going to be able to start as a freshman. Going to be expected to start as a freshman. Hand the reins here, young man. The next three years are yours. So, in your first game when you're throwing eight touchdown passes, we knew he's good. And, you know, is he the number three quarterback in the country? Senior year, who knows how that adjusts? But, dude's legit. He's a real deal. And when it's all said and done, there's going to be more hype around him than any quarterback. I, Chris Leak was a beast coming out, right? Hype around Chris Leak. And I, I'm looking around college football and hype. And, of course, last year, n- nothing will top Arch Manning. But at Florida, the hype train's in full effect. And you know what? It's probably reasonable. Harpon Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harp on Sports Twitter, at Harp on Sports Instagram, Auditory Route, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Harp on Sports The Bar, Harp on Sports YouTube channel, and of course, HarpOnSports.com. Remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein, have fun with your friends.